0: we're going so welcome to this episode of Uncivilcited Wisdom today I'm going to be speaking to a guest Fergus Kane he is a member of my year 12 class and he too has been undertaking the year 12 project so today we're just going to go through some questions and see what his experience with the year 12 project has been like but uh, first I guess we should talk about some background information so I guess the first question I should ask is what is your year 12 project well I'm doing. I'm running a bit of an experiment, I guess, an ex- a science experiment. You'd say, using uh, livestock grazing, specifically beef cattle, to um, as an alternative form of vegetation management in um, sort of public areas of sort of places where uh, management practices have to be done to. Sort of keep at bay unwanted vegetation so like if you think about on sides of roads or roundabouts or public parks and stuff like that how they need to be routinely mowed or sprayed or uh, brush cut those sorts of things so i'm doing an experiment using animals to manage that vegetation just as a a more cost effective um, environmentally beneficial And it also uh, sort of brings, opens up the scope for small-scale agriculture so that producers can have more access to land, which would otherwise be fenced off so that they can be more profitable in their own businesses, really. yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, it sounds like a very interesting project.
0: How did you sort of come across it that was your background? I guess you've always sort of had some thing to do with Absolutely. that yeah well I've always I've always lived in rural sort of areas and I've got family and friends who are in the agricultural industry all different like from from wheat cropping and uh, wool all the way through to uh, large-scale beef production out in central uh, Queensland and then also up In the north to the tobacco industry uh, around Cairns my my great-grandfather was one of the sort of pioneers of the tobacco industry in the Cairns area way back in the day but yeah I've always lived in a rural area with an interest and passion for farming so it's always been in my blood I guess but when I the idea for my project sort of came up when I was tossing up a few other ideas but none of them really looked like the best thing to do and then my Boss, who I work for on just the weekends in between school, which he runs an organic and regenerative um, beef production enterprise with a few properties in the Mary Valley region. He offered the um, the opportunity to use the Mary Valley Rattler rail corridor, so the area alongside the uh, train track, which is the Mary Valley Rattler, is old steam train tourist attraction which runs through the Mary Valley out of Gympie, and um, one of his properties, uh, the, pro- the boundary of it runs along the train line. So we sort of came up with the idea of grazing his cows in there to um, to sort of bring that idea to the Mary Valley Rattler sort of management team themselves as an alternative method of Managing the vegetation along the railway because it's forty-two kilometres of railway track, which is quite expensive. So um, we're sort of yeah trying to offer them a solution to current forms of vegetation management. I guess yeah. So with your plan in the project, is, is it something you feel that like can be sort applied of applied to a lot of places? Is it like a long-term sort of thing? Um, it could. Personally, myself, I'm not. I'm not really looking to continue it, to be honest, just because I've got other plans for next year after leaving school. But it, it's definitely an idea that I think it, it. I've sort of reading online. It's been I've seen other instances and trials of it being used all over the world. But yeah, definitely in Australia, it's, I think there's a big uh, opportunity for it just because of the amount of open, empty land we have, like on the sides of our roads. Obviously, not. In the suburbs, but just in the hinterland, thing. all of our roads have big sections of sort of unused land next to them, which is possible food for these animals, which then becomes food for humans. Really, so, yeah. What has been like your findings? How you finding? It? Is it like being quite successful? Well, it's a little bit. It's kind of. It's a little bit hard to track because it's also state of the. Environment, those, like, as far as the, plant, the, the state, the condition of the plant life in the area is very um, influenced by the weather. So, this year we haven't had a very good season. We've had very limited rainfall. So, obviously, the plant abundance has decreased within the um, site that we're trialling the grazing. But I did, I've done some surveys looking at the dry matter uh percentages within the the our trial site so i what i do is i take grass samples like out of certain certain points that i've marked out i take a grass sample and then weigh it and then dry it in the oven and then weigh it again and then from that i'm able to get a percentage of what i guess usable feed is there um and i've been doing i did that as a baseline measurement so like a control i guess you'd say and then also a midway point and I'm about to do the final survey. So that'll tell us what changes have happened throughout the trial. But from just between the, the baseline and the midway survey, I saw roughly a ten percent decline in um, plant volume. And yeah, it's I've sort of been talking about that with people and they've sort of said, Oh, but the the season hasn't been good, so obviously there'll, there'll be a decline in plant material. But actually, the two, uh, two sort of trial, two survey spots which have not had any cattle impact at so all—it's like actually, yeah, yeah the sort of the yeah the ones we keep the same. That yeah. the dry matter there has actually increased. So right. yeah, the, the cows definitely have had an impact on the uh, ecosystem itself. I anyway, know you can see the pictures of. Of it There's definitely a major difference yeah, I, in the way the place looks. Yeah, I've seen the photos, and it does—you can definitely see the sort of reduction, mm-hmm. and how they're having a difference. Yes, it's, it's always interesting when you look at how our interactions with the environment can change. In and like, I guess it's way better than like the impact of using, I guess, a cattle-based system yeah. to manage this sort of stuff. It, like, it's effective, but it also won't. Like have as many long term effects. Maybe with a pour out I guess that, that sort of area could recover naturally, yeah. yeah. Without long term effects, like mm-hmm. pesticides, which I guess is the alternative. Well, yeah. So the um in reality, our cows haven't actually spent a whole lot of time on the on the railway line. So they've been in there for oh, six months now, I guess. Yeah. And within that six months, they've only really spent about. 10 12 days ish. I like mean, really? if, if you add it all up, only like 12 days of constant grazing, which it's not a big it's only one and a half hectares, so that's that, mm-hmm. or uh, well, four, four acres or so, which it's not a huge area, but there's um, yeah, you can see the definite impact that they're having. And all, and the idea is too that the, the cows, um, they do through their eating they do get rid of plant material but also their their dung that they drop um sort of adds nutrient to the soil which then again encourages plant growth so we get a good cover of plant uh life across the soil which um maintains like a healthy soil microbiome and also holds the soil together because it's quite a undulated sort of terrain so we want The the presence of plants is actually good because it keeps the ground solid and doesn't let it run all run down into the creek when it rains because of erosion. But it also is managed at a um, sustainable level because of the cows grazing. But yeah, you can see in other places where the um, management team has been using pesticides, like on um, steep banks and things, and there's no plant life there, and the soil is just running downhill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You. Because you've come up with some, like, really creative... and well, I guess creative is the best way to have for it, but, like, you've designed sort of, like, this carriage thing which would allow the cattle to sort of stay yeah. in there. Yeah, so yeah. So you're kind of, like, cutting out a little bit of middleman work as well, which is really sort of yeah. impressive. Yeah, well, the idea of that is because it's, it's, um, it's just a train track, really, so there's yeah. no... There's parts of it where it's across creeks and things like that, but there's no... Uh, access to permanent water, which is obviously something you need if you've got animals, animals in here. Yeah. So we had that was a big um, hurdle that we had to sort of try and get over. So the idea was either run like a, a pipe all the way along the train track, which we could tap into with troughs and things, but it's that's a fair bit of well, it's expensive in the first place, but it's not like it can be taken out of the area quickly mm-hmm. if needed or if it becomes a problem or something like that so yeah yeah I've kind of using this uh, little free CAD program just like a real simple program I've kind of come up with a bit of a mm, contraption that has it's like a mounted on the on a flat decked railway carriage and it's got uh, some water tanks and some troughs and a, a roof over the top which has got solar panels on top of it. So the idea is that it's sort of a self-propelled, mobile watering station thing so the solar panels can drive some electric motors that'll move the whole machine um at a real slow pace so that it's allowing the animals to get an even sort of spread over the landscape as they move so then like they can kind of hang around where the water is and just eat nearby and they just yeah slowly constantly go over the whole thing and do a thorough job of managing the place Yeah. yeah Uh, it's really cool um you uh been getting sort of a significant amount of attention on the project yeah. what how's exactly. that been um, having this sort of uh, i guess agricultural uh, industry respond to you in that way with so much attention yeah well i at, at the very point. start of the year i there was this um what would you call it? i guess a mentorship program that was getting advertised called the Graham. Graham Atkin uh, Beef Connections Program, which I applied for that with this project, but unfortunately I didn't get a reply. I think I was a bit too young for sort of... Don't worry about it. Yeah. No, I, I didn't... I submitted a video and everything, but they didn't reply. But then uh, in September, for part of our... Rec- uh, sorry, com- was it? Community aspect yeah. <laughs> component. We have to do something... As part of our project, which kind of benefits the wider community, so I presented uh, like the progress of my project at this field day called Agvention, which is held by Kandanga Farm Store in Kandanga uh, in the Mary Valley, and it's a it's an agricultural expo, I guess you'd call it, but it focuses only on regenerative and I guess regenerative and organic and sustainable all those sort of words that style of agriculture which is the the only one of its kind in Australia. Yeah. And um so I presented my my findings there to a, a I think it was about 60 people watching, which is pretty not big by any standards but big for me and um yeah, it was really good. I got a good response from the audience, which was really uh, you know, reassuring and heartwarming and made me feel like I was sort of doing the right thing and then yeah, yeah, ABC was there, so I got interviewed by them. and ended up on the radio yesterday. Yeah. I haven't actually heard it yet, but... I'll, I'll look, if I can find it, I'd love to hear yeah, it. Yeah, no, I've, I've got the file there. I'm just trying to get it to work with Dropbox, but yeah, yeah no, I'll get it figured out soon. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it was really cool. Was that the one that the that we came, came out and saw you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, it was really nice, nice watching someone like yourself, who's really young, but come out with new ideas that... New, yeah. the people who have been in the industry for a long time are started to like take notes. It's really kind of an inspiration in that way. Yeah. And well, that's, that's the thing, because I think the average age of, like I'm, I guess I'm, I wouldn't call myself a farmer, but I'm in that industry, but yeah. the average age for farmers in Australia, I think is 57 or 58 or something. Yeah. So it's kind of, that. yeah, important to, and those folks are only getting older, so it is important that, I'm not entirely sure how, because I've just been in it forever. But I think it is important that we try and somehow get some more young kids uh, properly stuck into the agricultural industry, just because it's that's what feeds us all. I guess like, <laughs> yeah. we wouldn't <were> yeah. <laughs> without it. Yeah, it, I think farmers deserve a lot more credit. They need more attention and more praise for what they do, because it's very. Yeah, we'd we'd be better without you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I guess I mean, then turning I mean, more to sort of the school-based project because of because yeah, it yeah. is a school project. Yeah. And uh, have you found it difficult managing this sort of project, project with your school life and trying to keep it? Or I do you feel it, like you've got it sort of under wraps? Um. Yes and no. Like I, I feel like at the very start, I was envisioning to like sort of do more stuff with the project, like, you know, go yeah. a bit deeper into it. Than what I have so far, you know, I would have liked, I think, to do a bit more, be a bit more hands on, but yeah, other school commitments have gotten the way, and I've, I've like I've been overseas and on holidays, and then been yeah, oh, it oh, yeah. It just, it just it yeah, no, just been doing other stuff. But the, at least the good thing is like it's on the catalog on my boss's property, so I'm not because I'm at school during the week, I'm not really involved with how they get. Moved around because they get moved around into new paddocks probably every two or three days. So yeah. that's it's kind of handy for me because they, they just, in their rotation, they just get poked up in the railway paddock and I get, get sent a message to say where they are and I just let the operations manager know. And then that's kind of, yeah, it's a bit lazy on me, but that's really all I have to do with it other than when I actually have to go out myself and do all my surveying. But, yeah, I would have liked to do more, but... It's um, it is yeah. what it is. I guess. It, it's been really cool watching the way it sort of progressed. And stuff. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Is there particular, any particular struggles or particular or any sort of event that sticks out to you from, from the experience from the journey through? Um, well, oh, there's always there's lots of little things. Like the first day, we put the cows in there. They just got straight out and ended up on the road and <laughs> in neighbours. <laughs> properties and stuff which was a bit of a headache but um <laughs> <a bit> less, <laughs> yeah kind of just defeated the point of the whole thing but yeah no it was there was a bit of setting up to do like it was at the start of the year so it was quite hot and i just spent quite a few days getting the fencing sort of rectified in the area but it seems to be all under control now touch wood. but there was one time where i've because usually when the, when the cattle go into the area i send a message to the operations manager of the Valley Rattler just to let him know that the cows are in there or to double-check that it's all right that they're in there. and He lets me know when the next train is going to come through sort of thing. But there was one time where we put them in there. Oh, no, I think I was going to put them in there but then I ended up being busy doing something else so I didn't put them in there. And then my boss put them in and it sort of just went over my head yeah. and I didn't send a message to the operations guy, and so they were in there, and then usually the train uh, goes through on Sunday afternoon, and then there's no train again until sort of Tuesday lunchtime, so usually we've got Sunday afternoon and all of Monday to graze that trial area, but for some reason there was kind of out of the ordinary, there was a a maintenance sort of train going through on Monday, like I think first thing Monday morning actually, so the cows were in there, And this train went through, but that I didn't know about. But luckily, thank God, there was um, the cows actually weren't on the track or anything. But the train did go through a little, just a little temporary like electric fence Mm. thing that was at the end of the paddock, which was quite a bit of a scare. Like I thought I was going to get in big trouble, to be honest. Yeah. But luckily, it was sort of, I guess it was a communication issue on both both parties' behalf. But yeah. Mm. Other than that, I think. Oh, yeah. It'll, it's a bit. It's quite labour intensive. Like yeah. the survey I do, I have to go out, and I've got ten survey sites of a one meter square area. So about yeah, well yeah, ten metres square. Yeah, all up, and I have to count each individual species of plant and their their abundance one by one in the in the um, survey spots and then record all the Data by hand and all that sort of thing, which takes a fair bit, but yeah. Yeah, I that. <laughs> when we did that in biology, when we started doing that, figuring out if this one is the same as that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, no, and lots of times I don't actually know what the plant's called, so I <laughs> have to know yeah. plant A or just make up a name and find yeah. it later. XYZ or which yeah. one uh, yeah. the Yeah, the first time I did I had that. I had about A through to H. of plants I didn't know the names I was taking the letter and then yeah I had to go through a book after that and track their names down but yeah mm. well that's good mm, yeah and what are they, I guess now I know you're not planning to do it sort of next year and stuff but yeah what do you have to finish before the end of the project what's your sort of where are you taking towards to in the end um, in the program, I guess? yeah well I sort of I've still as I said before I've still got to do my final survey so get like okay. a I don't know what the base opposite of a baseline is, but like a, a finish line, um, set of data for the for the land for the trial site, and then from there I'll um, put a punch it all into Excel and make some graphs and things, and analyze any change that's happened from the start to the finish within the within the landscape, and then from there I'll write a, a full blown scientific report on. Like what, if it worked, did it work, what happened, why it happened, all that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, and then um, I've sort of finished, I think i finished my design on the water carriage. That was sort of just another little component that I wanted to add, which is pretty, I'm pretty happy with it. It's not like a major thing anyway, so I think I'll leave that be. But yeah, that the scientific report's a big thing I've got to get knuckled down on. Yeah, that was sort of words? Um, yeah. Not too crazy, probably a Few thousand, yeah. yeah, Which is which isn't too crazy, but you've got the, the rest is. of other yeah, stuff. yeah. So it, it adds. adds up, yeah. And yeah. it's I don't, don't when's the project body due week six or yeah, five or six, or six, yeah. Five. So we haven't it's it's only got been like less than a month to do it. So yeah, yeah, it's I got to get going. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think most of us <laughs> are feeling that's the way to get crew. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's pretty crazy. I think only. Two sets of three weeks left to go. Yeah. Ugh, it's just bring it on home or yeah. is ready for it all to be over. Yeah. But um final question I wanna ask you today before we wrap it up. Yeah. Is uh throughout right. this whole process, what's like, like the biggest lesson or piece of or advice you'd want to give someone uh, to someone It. I guess in the time something in agriculture yeah. or to, or a long project, anything like that. What would you sort of yeah. what's your lesson that you like others I think probably just to sort of learn to accept things more if they sort of go against what you expected or what you're expected of yourself, like especially in agriculture and farming because you're either dealing with animals or you're dealing with the weather or you're dealing with both, which is two things completely out of your own hands, like you can try and have a bit of a grip on it, but at the end of the day, it's too completely separate sort of things going on so if you're stuck in a mindset of where you've got to be in control of everything it's probably going to turn to shit pretty quick (laughs) but yeah yeah, i think at the end of the day yeah just be open to rolling with the punches and being adaptable and flexible to sort of work with whatever goes on yeah because yeah like obviously times when cows are getting out or Flat tires on your wheelbarrow when you're trying to set up survey points or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Technical difficulty. Yeah. yeah. Make your head sweaty. Yeah. yeah. Ah. Time, just yeah. <laughs> Everything just adds time, and I think if you don't, if you go into it expecting something to be easy peasy, no dramas, which it, it might be, but chances are it won't. So just got to be prepared for it. And, Breathe when it does happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank, thank you so you. much for doing this. It's a pleasure, pleasure talking to That's okay. You. Thank you. Um, worries? Uh, good, good luck with the line huh? Yep, yep, you too.